Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Do you believe in the devil? Uh, no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm secretly the devil. Oh no! Opal. Are you gonna trap me inside this small enclosed space that we're recording in? Every day. <laughs> Alright, uh, this week uh, we did Devil uh, 2010. Devil. Directed by John Eric Dowdle, uh, starring Chris Messina, Logan Marshall Green, and Bojana Novakovic. Uh, but before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to this week? Uh, we watched The Howling. Ooh. A werewolf movie by Joe Dante. It was alright. Yeah, it was pretty okay. Uh, you know, it was, it was totally, it was totally fine. You can totally tell that the person who made Gremlins made it. That's absolutely true. <laughs> uh, like 1000%. Um... I think I wanted to like it a little bit more than I did, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I think it was built up a little bit too much for us because it was good, but it wasn't as good as people had sold it before. Like, don't get me wrong, the werewolf transformation scene is good. It's cool. And I do like the finished product werewolf maybe more than any other, like, it's very werewolf unique. creature. It's very unique looking. Yeah. For sure. I, I like it a lot. Um, but it's not like really blowing my pants off or anything. Yeah. I, I think in the battle between like which is a better movie and which has a better werewolf transformation sequence, I think American Werewolf still takes it. Yeah. I, I think you just kind of... There's no disputing that. Yeah, yeah. I think some contrarians are kind of like, oh, but the howling. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well. well yeah. uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. But... You know, worth worth seeing. It is. Uh, I think it is. If um, you like werewolf stuff, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it it was fun. Yeah. I had a decent time. Joe Dante is pretty good. There aren't enough werewolf movies out in the world, so. I agree with you. Yeah. The thing is, like, I would love a really good werewolf movie. That's the thing. No one's made a good one yet. <laughs> except for that one time. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all of the movie uh, uh, going we've been doing this week. Yeah, we've uh, been a little busy. So yeah, we got activities. We do have activities planned. We basically got things going on every single week up until our big vacation. Yeah, and then we will have nothing left to live for. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's always our problem. Is we <laughs> we make like these grand plans, and then afterwards it's like, well, we kind of need to start another grand plan up, or we're just not going to have anything to do. Yeah, and then I sink into the earth. And I wait for to be watered again <laughs> with uh, passion. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get into <laughs> this um movie. What did you say the director's last name was? Dowdle. 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 Yeah, I, uh, I dowdle. He's made anything else. <laughs> oh my good. god. So, um, I guess we can get into it. So, uh. This is a, a weird uh, brother team situation. Okay. Uh, where John Eric Dowdle and his brother uh, Drew Dowdle uh, is usually a producer or co-writer. Oh, the Dowdle brothers. The Dowdle. They're literally the Dowdle brothers. Oh my god. It's, um, like, it's like a Mario ripoff. So the movies they have done, they did. Give it to me. The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> they did Quarantine. Oh, I hated it even more. And they did a movie I kind of liked a little bit, uh, As Above, So Below. Oh, that wasn't... That's probably the best one out of all the ones I've seen. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Probably. Um, this one, the story of how this one gets made. So uh, the Poughkeepsie Tapes does real well. Does, um, does it? Yeah. I remember it was a big thing for a long time. People waiting for that to get released. Uh, it, it that, that movie kind of has like a weird backstory to it, if yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so uh, a certain 
individual. <laughs> a certain M. Night Shyamalan uh, is like, hey, what if, uh, what if you guys made a horror movie? What if you guys made a Christian movie for me? Because that's what all my movies are about. We'll get into this. He's like, what if I just wrote you a story? Like, not even a full script. A, a like, not even, like, a treatment. He, he wrote the story for this, and he was like, go make this movie and I'll produce it. And that's how we got Devil. Mm. Is he a writer for it, though? Oh, he does have a writing credit for this. Okay. Along with Brian Nelson, who I'm guessing wrote the actual script. Okay, sure. But it is it is an original story by I M. I can Night tell Shyamalan. he did not write the script because it's missing some of those real clunker lines that he gets into with his writing. Yeah, but you can. This There's, has his fucking. It's got his little finger. It's got all his, over it. It's got his sticky jam fingerprints all over it. Uh, so we'll get into it, right? But so the thing with with uh, Mister Knight uh, is he tortures me every day with his existence. <laughs> the thing is, is like almost all of his movies are like a really tortured dumb guy religious parable. Um, and this They're is, all like Christian moralist tales. Uh, I would say this is the most one of those, but he did um, just make Knock at the Cabin, where he did take uh, a story that was not exactly super friendly to religious people and reworked it uh, with way more attention paid to, to the be, religious characters so they could yeah. be like the stars of the story now we have not seen the movie but i but I, i'm hearing that people actually like it as like a standalone movie but i read these summaries and a couple takedowns of what his movie is actually doing and it take it sounds like he is taking it extremely literally and no, making it fit an agenda that he wants the it to thing do. is he's he's not taking it extremely literally he has changed the ending he, he does change to, the ending to be way more central to these like super religious characters who are like not the anyway i don't i don't we care don't how really... good dave bautista is in it i'm not gonna go see it i kind of care about him but i don't care about the movie but i don't care about the movie so um this one um yeah, is a is a big religious parable about the devil. Um, uh, we'll we'll get into it. Um, it has a weirdly for how bad the um movie is and how badly performed it is. It has kind of a weird ensemble cast. Kind of strangely, um, yeah. Like specifically, like I want to I want to give a shout out to. I don't think. Their performance of this is indicative of how anyone is actually <laughs> as an actor. Sure, like Marshall Greed, he was an upgrade. I liked him in Upgrade. I th- uh, yeah, he's an upgrade guy. I think he's excellent in Upgrade. That's a totally fun movie. He's in Prometheus, a not totally fun movie. Oh, that's, yeah, totally miserable <laughs> movie, Prometheus. Uh, Chris Messina's done some TV that people like. Um, I will give a shout out. Jacob Vargas, Bokeem Woodbine, and Matt Craven all do okay in like they're kind of bit as parts. well as they could but i don't think anyone's really good in this i don't know no. if it's the directing or what it is it's just like bad. E- everyone's just kind of phoning it in a little bit i did have one really funny uh uh piece of trivia about the cast specifically about the cast specifically about the cast okay hit me so um as as is with like all people that did movies in the 2010s they've all gone on to be in various superhero movies right um but one that's really funny is messina and bokeem woodbine have played the same spider-man villain in different universes well, there are only 10,000 different iterations of all of those movies, so that, that's excellent. They've both been a shocker in different uh, Spider-Man movies. I think uh, one of them was in Birds of Prey, and one of them was in one of the one of the Spider-Mans. This doesn't mean anything to me, and you know it doesn't. I just think, because I cannot imagine like two actors with like a different screen presence than these two people and they've both played well, the same character so, they're pumping so many of those out it's like a million monkeys typing up shakespeare it's like it's gonna <laughs> happen um but let's get let's get into um our our film um if you can call it that 
Oh, should we should we talk about um the the manga? <laughs> I don't. We might as well talk about All it right. since we both listen, read it. But listen, listen. This isn't even like related to okay. the movie. Okay, so I need to do a rant about Wikipedia and IMDb. <laughs> yes. Because they are not sources of news for fucking anything. No, they're fucking liars. <laughs> so in the in the Wikipedia, there's like a, just a footnote, like at the end of the production section, that's like, there's a 2009. It's actually a 2007 manga called Akumu no Elevator <laughs> or Nightmare Elevator, uh, which Wikipedia claims this movie is based on or is like the story is from. It is not. Um, it is a manga one-shot where four people get trapped in an elevator. Um, and that's about where the similarity ends with this movie. I, I'm i just mad because it made me read that bad one-shot. It was not good. That's but, like, we thing. both instantly agreed that it was not good. Yeah, we did both read it for, like, no reason. Like, we have... I have read specifically, like, there are a lot of really iconic, like, manga one-shots out there. I've read a lot of them. This is not one of no. them. No. This has not come <laughs> up for me ever. This is not culturally relevant. No. This did not inspire Devil. I think the only thing that could have maybe inspired Devil is there is the scene where they turn on the lighter in the dark elevator. They don't even do that. It's cell phones. <laughs> That's true. No, there is one bit with the lighter. No one has a lighter. Yeah, Bokeem does at one point. Does he? As the security guard. He does do that. It's, See? it's the one where there's the Frico behind him. <laughs> it's one of the only, like, compelling shots in the whole movie, the so I remember Hill it. the Silent Hill enemy behind him? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's a Kumu no elevator. Yeah, it's not anything. Don't, it's not... Yeah. Don't, don't investigate this. It is not worth your time. It is not worth the, like, 15 minutes it will take you to like, read. It's kind of, like, stupidly edgy. Just, yeah. like, don't. It's a bad time. Um, so, I guess, I guess that's all of our production trivia. I guess. <laughs> I guess if you can say that. Uh, let's get into... Our, devil. Our, our movie. Let's get into the devil. Let's get into the devil. I'm always saying this. I'm so into the devil right now. I'm so... I'm in my devil period. Um, We open with uh my least favorite thing in all of cinema, which is when you just put up a, a, a verse from the Bible on screen. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say movies that open upside down. Uh, no, we, so, we're which gonna... I, which I've heard you say that you like before. <laughs> no, I do kind of like this. So, uh, we get voiceover of a childhood story about how the devil is real. This fucking narrator about is the... gonna haunt us this whole movie. <laughs> it's his narration about how the devil it exists in the world and tortures people and, like, specifically hides among us. <laughs> um... And we get scary music and upside-down shots of Philadelphia as the opening credits play. <laughs> this is how you know it's an M. Night fucking production. Is now, it's in Philadelphia. Now, here's a story all about how my life got flipped. Oh, my turned God. upside down. Oh, my God. Um, and eventually, we zoom in through the top of a skyscraper down into an elevator shaft. Um, we get voiceover that... Suicide always paves the way for the devil's arrival. The, nar the narrator just tells you every single then, time what's about to and happen. Then, and then the devil's gonna trap people, and then it's gonna the story's gonna end with the trapped people dying. It's like I'm reading the Goodnight Moon version <laughs> of this movie. Um, so we get to see a body slam into a truck from a height. Yeah, you don't get to see much. The guy, no. the guy standing in front doesn't even really notice. He's just like he's got his headphones on. I don't even think that that's the reason why. I think that's just every day in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, people are just dropping. Um, uh, and we meet our protagonist? Question mark. Uh, Detective Bowden. I don't think anyone is a protagonist. <laughs> Who is uh, having breakfast with his AA sponsor? Um. Uh, they have some really unfortunate, uh, <laughs> unfortunately written dialogue here. Um, I'm just gonna, your ability to forgive is going to determine the quality of the rest of your life. Some actions are beyond forgiveness. 
To be truly free, you might need to start believing in something greater than yourself. Have you heard of the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> for real, for real. Anyway, he gets called in to investigate this He's, suicide. Now, you're going to notice throughout this movie, the detective's going to say a lot of very vague things like, I do have a tragic backstory. My Ma- past. Maybe I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> maybe I'll be able to forgive. Eventually. One day. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so he goes to investigate. He's a real sicko smart guy. So he figures out the crime scene like immediately. Um, <laughs> he uh, that leads them to this big skyscraper. Uh, and we see various characters entering the building. Kind of. I mean, it. it's more of a, a, a blink and you miss it. Just like identify yeah. the people who look like actors in this yeah, scene. Yeah, for real. Um, so five uh, very specific people get into an elevator, um, which promptly uh, uh, stops. It breaks down. Uh, the uh, surveillance security guys, uh, Ramirez and... Fuck this guy. <laughs> and uh, Lustig, uh, they notice, like, hey, that's that's weird. Uh, so they call the maintenance guy who's up fixing the window, because that's where the guy committed suicide from. Yeah, they need this maintenance guy to do everything, which I think is the most realistic part of that's the That's right, yeah. Um, the people in the elevator hit the emergency button, um, and that puts on the security staff, who they can hear over the speaker, but the staff cannot hear that. Uh... This just means that things are going to happen in the elevator and they're going to be like, what? What's going on? I, I can't hear you. What? <laughs> uh, my next note is that the people in this elevator all suck. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that's kind of the point, right? But also, they don't suck in like a fun way. This is another like M. Night classic where you just hate everybody that like comes within like a 50 foot radius of the movie. Uh, so we oh, got... You, you don't love the science teacher, Marky Mark? So we... I, I do not. <laughs> so we've got... We've got the guard, the salesman, the old woman, the mysterious man, and the mysterious woman. Bro, they have <laughs> names, and they're not even credited with the names. Um, so the cops find uh, where the guy jumped out the window. A big shard of glass almost kills a guy. We get some more pointless narration. If this movie wasn't a fucking coward, it would have killed someone. Because that guy isn't a character. You could have That's right. Him. You could've, we could have gotten that guy. Um, uh, the uh, security uh, guys uh, turn the lights off in the elevator, and there's a weird little scuffle. Uh, and we find out that Larson, the security guard, doesn't like the dark. Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends, yeah. <laughs> Um, the mysterious man opens up the, like, ceiling of the compartment for some reason, um, but they determine that, uh, yeah, we can't really do shit, we're stuck in the elevator. Um, the salesman does his mattress salesman pitch? You know this guy's gonna die first because he's being the most outwardly annoying. Exactly. It's like they've invented a guy for you to hate so that they can kill him in five minutes. Yeah. Um... And they do. They, which they, they're about to. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, everyone complains about the looping elevator music. Um, the lights flickering now, which is unexplainable. Yeah. Unless, unless you saw the poster and you know that (laughs) one of the people might be the devil or you've seen the trailer (laughs) that says one of these people might be the devil. Or you listen to the parable at the beginning of the movie that says the (laughs) The devil might might be be the devil. Give me the devil. Otherwise we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so the mechanic's having trouble fixing the elevator, uh, and when the lights go out in the compartment, there's another scuffle, uh, and Mysterious Lady gets knocked down, and she's got a crazy wound on her back. She's like, oh, something bit me. <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> Forrest Gump over here. Um, uh, there's a really annoying, annoying argument about, uh, who could have done this. Um, <laughs> yeah, for real. And the security guys are like, oh man. We gotta call the cops. So they do that. Uh, and uh, the detective who was... It's a good thing that he's standing right there. Yeah, he was like, well, I was just investigating a suicide over here. So yeah, I can take this. I smell drama. Um, 
the security guys are like, hey, what's this weird thing on the surveillance footage, which is just a spooky guy's face it looks superimposed like... on the footage? Now, I know that I say every bad CGI thing looks like the Scorpion King, but this looks like <laughs> the Scorpion King. Uh, at this point, Ramirez grabs his rosary and starts praying to himself because he knows it's the devil. (laughs) Now here begins the most annoying, weirdly (laughs) racist character of all time. Oh my God. Because we have, we have put a, a Hispanic person in this movie so that they can be very Catholic. Right. And that's, and that's all he does it right? is all the, he, he does he is not a character he is like he's a there vehicle. to explain what the devil is yeah. he is like a vehicle to give um um religious pronouncements throughout the movie that are correct in the like yeah he's right about <laughs> everything and that's yeah. what gets me the also my favorite part about this is like as somebody who did like grow up around a lot of religious people um, the stuff he says about the devil here isn't true. Like, oh, you, this, you these didn't... aren't, like, real parables that he's telling. You never heard he's about like... the jelly on the toast metaphor? No, but when he's like, oh, what the devil's always doing is he's hiding among us and torturing people, and people that are trapped always die, and he always... He's, like, giving all these rules about how the story's supposed to work. These are not real tropes about stories where the devil is involved. Among us? Like, like, every story that's, like, about the devil that you learn about in, like, Christian school doesn't go like this. Like, these are made up. You could just tell a real story about the devil instead of, like, shoehorning him into this plot. You think that they would just do that? <laughs> Make up stories. Um... Uh, so the elevator people are trying to open the elevator door for what they admit is no reason. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do when you get out there? They literally say that. They're like, I don't know what we would do if we could get it open, but come on, try and pour it open. <laughs> that is that is fucking something that gets me about this movie is how often it is pointing out its own bad writing. It is. It is pointing like, directly I, at I it. I joked about it earlier, but later on they do confront the security guy like, hey, why aren't you claustrophobic all the time? <laughs> It's like, come on, you can't do this to me. Um, uh, the detective arrives at the security desk to do some smart guy cop shit. Uh, they have to prove to you that he's the smart, perfect cop here, so he does a bunch of things that are obvious that you would immediately do. It doesn't seem like he accomplishes anything. But yeah, he accomplishes nothing, right? So, <laughs> um, Maybe it's because he should look to the Lord. He, he asks a lot of questions that make him seem smart to the audience. <laughs> You're assuming a lot about me. Uh, the light flickers again. A uh, mysterious woman has a vision of everyone uh, on the floor covered in blood. Uh, the glass breaks. There's a struggle. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the salesman, when the lights turn back on, has been uh, killed with a piece of glass through his he neck. He got shanked, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> everyone's like, who could have done this? <laughs> who shot Hannibal? And we get... Uh, Ramirez, the security guy, explains that there was a suicide, all these accidents are happening, another person has died. Yeah, I heard the narration. Yeah, go on. So he gets a piece of toast. You won't believe what comes next. (laughs) And he... He's like, wait, look. He grabs a piece of toast. I sound like one of those like clickbait ads. Like he <laughs> grabs a piece of toast and you won't believe, believe what happens. He, next. So he throws the toast up in the air and it lands jelly side down. Fucking ruining that piece of toast. Which yeah. is significant because it the toast always lands jelly side up. You never <laughs> s- he, every time a kid falls and they like almost hit their head on the corner of a table, they always just barely miss it. And when you throw toast up in the air, it always falls jelly side up. But it fell jelly side down. That means that... The devil is near. The devil is near. That's funny also because I'm pretty sure my parents only tell stories of their childhood about how much they hit their head on things. Uh, this That happened to my cousin. He, he hit his head on the sharp uh, corner of a table. Yeah, yeah so. it happens all the time, actually. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
Also, um, I'm going to need to run some uh, hypothesis tests on this <laughs> jelly side up thing. The, it's just the, the fact that they picked the dumbest thing possible to illustrate that like bad things are happening jelly like, now like i've heard like, like i've the heard devil, the old wives tale about butter side up but like i've never devil, heard it about jelly before the devil wasn't wasn't finished when he like killed a bunch of people and made a bunch of people die he was like i'm gonna fuck up your toast i'm coming for your toast <laughs> like what the fuck it's gonna get jelly on the carpet um uh, so here uh, they find out that uh, Larson, the security guard, has a record, which includes a bunch of assaults, which isn't racist at all, because he's the only black character in, like, the whole movie. No. Just wait until they call him a thug later. Yeah, they just straight up do that. Crazy. Um, crazy out of pocket. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, just as bad as the Latino character who only exists to say Catholic shit into like the every, microphone. Everyone else is, like, white-collar crime. Yeah. Couldn't he just be, like, tax evasion or something? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Um, so, uh, the, the people in the elevator are like, ooh, one of us is the murderer. Obviously. Um, <laughs> um, um, this is the point where I, uh, look and I scream mouth agape at the interview, uh, Shyamalan gave where he's like, you know, this movie's kind of a and-then-there-were-none situation. I know. I saw that. I cannot. Just because you have people Dog. killing each other does not make it Agatha Have some fucking respect. The delusion. Um, And then there were none. One of the all-time greats of the genre. One of the best to ever do it. It, do- it does kind of cop, like, the twist from that a little bit, though. We'll get to it. Well. <laughs> um, it's just like calling attention to things that are better than this piece of media you're absolutely. making. Um, uh, the firefighters arrive. <laughs> we get some, some we get narration. More narration about how the firefighters aren't going to matter <laughs> because you try to challenge the devil, but it doesn't matter people, because you suck. <laughs> people will try to fight him with force, but he is immune to all weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is all weapons raised against me will not prosper. It's uh, who says that? Did Peter say that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Did Leviticus say that? Levitu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, uh, Bowden is like, "There's some weird going on here." Um, he finds uh, out that the salesman got a letter from the Better Business Bureau, which has an office in the building, and that's where he was late for his appointment. Uh, we find out the mysterious man, he was in Afghanistan. Uh, so he's, so you know he's a bad so person. So he's trained to kill. I, I think that should be the reaction to everyone who says they've, like, served or whatever. So, for real. So you know how to kill people. Yeah, um... Uh, they find the jumper's suicide note, which ends with, I can hear the devil's footsteps draw near. Which, they, again, they just lie to you, and they're like, suicide notes are always all rational or all crazy. And this one is both, because it's all rational, but it ends with shit about the devil. And you're like, hello? I can't even write things that are all rational by myself, <laughs> and I'm not even, like, killing myself. It's just, like, what narrative are you trying to, like, are you trying to say that it's, no, it's not even just that he ended his suicide note with a bit about the devil. It's that a real suicide note would never do this. No. <laughs> also, it makes me question, like, where has the devil been? Like, were they there the whole time? <laughs> were they, like, walking up to him, like, hey, I'm the devil. Kill yourself now. <laughs> Kill yourself. Kill yourself. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the firefighters start trying to do their rescue shit, which is going to take the whole rest of the movie. It's going to take them like <laughs> an hour. They might as well not be there. Um, the mysterious man uh, tries to get uh, up out of the elevator to check out what's going on, but someone yells, he's trying to escape. <laughs> And they pull him back in, and I just had to ask, like, escaping do what? What is he gonna do? What do you mean escape? What does that mean? Where is he gonna go? Everyone is taking fucking stupid pills. <laughs> it's just one of the most like inane pieces of writing I've 
ever seen. Like, you just need these characters to, to be hostile towards each other, and you are just making shit up. Like, not even, like, making shit up in terms of they are engineering the plot to make everyone hate each other. No, in trying, just to, like... in trying to service that this is a mystery and that everyone is suspicious, <laughs> everyone is just stupid. Yeah, everyone just has to be doing everyone the dumbest says, shit all the time. Everyone says and does things that make no sense at all. Yeah. Um, we find out that not only was the salesman uh, in it with the Better Business Bureau, he was like a whole Ponzi scheme guy who defrauded a bunch of people, and so many people want to kill him. Now, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I'm going to say that for a lot of different things. But then, that means the detective is going to try to find people who killed them Outside of the elevator. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, people who are suspicious outside of the elevator yeah, that like, want to kill them? <laughs> he's like, later on when he's trying to like, like, oh, this woman's, this woman's husband wants to kill her for sure. And it's like, he's not <laughs> he's here. Not, he's not there. <laughs> um, well, they're trying to figure out, is somebody in the elevator with them who would have a reason to kill him? And maybe we can find out from the people that are outside of the elevator. We're going to do this over and over <laughs> again. And it's not going to amount to anything because everything is futile. Uh, nobody trusts each other anymore. Uh, the elevator people start searching each other. Uh, Ramirez shows Bowden the freaky devil face on the security cam He's footage. Like, hey, look at this. <laughs> He's like, even if you pretend you don't believe in the devil, you do actually. What an insane thing to say to someone. <laughs> Um, we get some of Bowden's dark backstory here about how his wife and kid died in a hit and run. That's the end of the backstory. <laughs> Remember when I told you that I had stuff going on? Well, now I'm about to tell you. It's, it's the same backstory that everyone my age has. <laughs> it's, if there is like a male character, uh, in a movie who's like 35. I've got stuff going on. He's got on. a dead wife and kid. Yeah. Like, that's Fridged just, wife syndrome. Yeah. Um. Uh, they discover that, uh, the mysterious woman, uh, wasn't actually grabbed by everyone earlier. She was pretending. Yeah, because women be lying, you know. Uh, the old woman tries to pepper spray the guard. Um, and the elevator mechanic falls to his death onto the top of the elevator. Now what did this guy, this guy didn't do anything. Why does the devil want him? Yeah, leave this guy alone, man. This guy is a national treasure. Every fucking mechanic guy that just does fucking everything for a small business, I or a large business even, that I have ever met, is the greatest fucking dude in existence. I know, this movie is firmly anti-mechanic. He's not even the only mechanic. He's, he's probably a fucking hero. I know. Who else is going to restart my computer when it's doing a weird thing? Who else is going to, like, go up on the roof when someone needs to do that? <laughs> Yeah. All of these people, incredible. Leave them alone. Let them do uh, their stuff, please. Uh, anyway, he dies. Um, very unceremoniously. <laughs> really um, unceremoniously. Most of his time on screen has been on his way to somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, time for the dramatic music to kick up is like 10 cop cars arrive outside. Anytime there's a musical cue or, like, the music is, like, swelling, it's completely unearned. Yeah. And it's just laughable. It, it wants you to believe that you're in some kind of, like, cop thriller, but, like, nothing is happening. This thing thinks it's... It, at the end, <laughs> this movie thinks it's the usual suspects. It does. It seriously thinks that, like, the twists and turns are there. And, like, <laughs> the cops are, like, doing crazy it's shit. It's kind of insane to they see. Are, they are literally standing in a room and going, who are these people? I don't know. <laughs> and then watching them die. <laughs> like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, uh, so Batten uh, discovers the dead mechanic and tells the fire department to go through the wall. Uh, and they find... And so, uh, so they proceed to do that. Yeah, this forever. is going to take another like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, one of the security guys is like, you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, I can. That's why you have insurance. I'm <laughs> and then the cool... music kicks back Cause, up. Because the movie thinks I'm a cool cop guy who does cool cop shit like go through the wall. I work for the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> um, they find security footage of the old woman stealing someone's wallet. <laughs> Just kinda, um, I can't even be mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this woman 
is so fucking annoying. I know. We've barely talked about her because she we, is barely in this movie. I mean, she doesn't really do anything, but she's like that old lady that's just like, why are you doing that? Every time anyone in the elevator, I say in the summary, does anything, she says something annoying. <laughs> like, just insert that into all of these scenes. I don't want him touching me. <laughs> <laughs> when are we getting out of here? Um... <laughs> Uh, the elevator footage glitches out, and it looks like, oh, man, this guy's, like, getting his head chopped off in the elevator footage. Oh, that's so sick and weird and twisted. I wish something like that would actually happen <laughs> in this PG-13 nightmare. Uh, they find some footage of the mysterious man uh, entering the building carrying a satchel, but he doesn't have a satchel in the elevator with him. I don't think this turns out to be anything. <laughs> anything at all. That's right. That's right. It doesn't... It, explicitly does not oh he's he's carrying a red herring into the building <laughs> uh the lights in the elevator go out there's another struggle um we get like i mentioned earlier this is like the only good visual scare in the whole movie where the guard turns on a lighter and we see a wacko behind him who is that <laughs> who is that <laughs> is that satan it's the devil is that the devil um when the lights come back up uh, the old woman has been hung by a cable uh, rip to her, I guess. Yeah, she didn't do much. Um, R- Ramirez says, There's a reason we're the audience. He always kills the last person in front of the person they love the most to make cynics of us all. I don't think that happens in the movie. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say this for every single thing that happens. I don't think any of this matters. Um, um, we see there's a woman outside trying to get into the building because she's like, I need to get in there. What's going on in there? She's not anyone either. She's not a character. Um, they find a satchel hidden in the men's bathroom, which is full of tools. It's full of cow tools. <laughs> this, is a, this is another case where, like, they have to prove to you that, that, uh, Bowden is, like, so, he's so smart. Just because, like, all good cops are good and smart like he is. Where they're like, if I were going into a building and I had a satchel and I didn't want anyone to find it or take it through security, where would I put it? And he's like, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I think he Sounds figures like out. hidden under the sink. I think he solves a net negative things in this movie. <laughs> he gets many things wrong. Anyway, so they're like, oh, a bunch of tools. Maybe you could sabotage an elevator with that. Um, Ramirez... Starts praying over the intercom in Spanish. Um, <clears throat> now, if this story is going to end the way he says it is, what is this doing for anyone? I don't know. If they're all going to die anyway, what is this doing for anyone? Well, you see, we, the audience, didn't. Uh, know enough about Ramirez's character so to spice things up they're like what if we made him really religious I already knew this about him <laughs> know, that's what I'm saying it's every scene that he's in it's every piece of dialogue it's everything out of this man's mouth is like Jesus God Lord Raven's face she's in the room with us this will not be included in the episode probably she just came out when we were talking about the devil. One of these people in this room is the devil. It's her. We found the devil. Uh, there's like 30 minutes of the movie left, so everyone in the <laughs> elevator decides they're going to introduce themselves I for the know. first time. Hey, this is my name. <laughs> uh, so we got Ben uh, Larson, the guard. Uh, we got Sarah, the mysterious woman. And we got Tony, the mysterious man. Hey, Tony. Tony, hey. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Uh, everyone uh, is suspicious of each other, and Ben and Tony start to, like, straight up fight. Uh, Sarah's like, kill him, Ben! I know, she's... She, kill him before he kills us! It doesn't take her that long to turn <laughs> on him. Um, Bowden uh, tells them to break it up, uh, and he's like, hey, Ramirez, all these god stories about the devil... How do they hypothetically end if they're real? If they're hypothet- <laughs> I'm, I'm not Hi- saying I believe in the devil. I'm not, I'm not, not asking you, but I'm asking you. What's going to happen? Ramirez like, I don't know, they're all going to die. <laughs> he stinks. He literally, he goes, they're all going to die. And then Ben says, that's it? And Ramirez says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
Yeah. Uh, they find out that Sarah is a wealthy uh, fraudster. Uh, and Bowden finds, I guess, her accountant in the lobby who suggests that her husband might be trying to kill her. Um, the uh, older security guy finds a bad wire in an electrical room. So he plays around with it for a <laughs> yeah, little bit. He's like, hey, I'm going to try to poke it and see hey, what I'm, happens. I'm going to diddle it with a stick for a little bit and then step in a puddle. And he is electrocuted and shocked to death. Nothing bad will happen if I step in the water while that, I'm touching the live wire. Uh, him, like, coming out burned to death all, like, brown-colored because he got electrocuted. He gets looks like, like a, a cartoon that it, got electrocuted. It gets, like, a musical sting and, like, a complicated, like, sh- crowd shot of the whole crowd, like, parting so Everyone that Bowden like, can <gasps> see him. Oh, my yeah. God. It's like, for this guy? <laughs> I know. For this guy, For man. this guy? Also, he came a long way just to lay down Keel and die. Over, yeah. I don't think electrocution works that way. Um, uh, Tony threatens uh, Sarah for stirring shit up. Uh, he's like, maybe I'll beat you up. And then Ben's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's super likable in this yeah, movie. Yeah, you're really rooting for someone. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Bowden discovers that Sarah's husband owns the security company for the building... Uh, meaning maybe the security guard, uh, who's an intern who just got hired last week, got hired to kill Sarah. Because he works for the security company. That's quite a leap. Uh, anyway, the light goes out and, and the guard dies. Yeah, we. in case you were wondering if that might be the case, don't worry. We're going to tell you it's not right now. They're like, oh, right. See, I, and I get it, right? Because I've like consumed any piece of mystery media ever where you do the the trick where you're like this guy's the most suspicious guy and then that guy dies but they already did that earlier with the salesman they usually give you like a little while to sit with it before they just kill him off (laughs) i know it's just anyway uh so now it's just tony and sarah uh they threaten each other with shards of glass uh I want to see this knife fight so bad. Uh, Bowden, with Ramirez's uh, god guidance, tries to defuse the situation by sharing some of his personal baggage with them. This is my tragic backstory that I told you earlier. That's right. He tells them in, like, more detail now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they uh, put down the glass shards, but Sarah's stashed one in her pocket. Uh, and then the lights go out again. But uh, Sarah's throat is slashed this time. Yeah, you you don't have a lot of time to spend with her wondering if it's her either. Because nope. anytime <laughs> you think it's somebody, it's not them. Um, I think you could throw, if you had like all these characters' little faces on a dartboard, you throw a dart. You've got a one in five chance of getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tony's fiance shows up. She was the woman that was trying to get in earlier in that one scene. Um, she's like, actually, he did nothing wrong or suspicious, and, um, look, you thought he didn't sign in, but actually, uh, his, here's his name, Janikowski, on the, on the sign-in sheet right here, and they're like, we thought that was Jane Kowski, the old woman. That must mean... Uh, as... And then, then the big reveal. The big reveal is the old woman rises up. As Tony's, like, trying to stop Sarah from bleeding out, and uh, her eyes are black, and she's the devil! <laughs> she looks so fucking cool. Um, and next we get, we get a flashback of Tony doing the hit and run that kills Bowden's wife and kid. It's, it's quite a spectacle. Um, uh, Tony's like, I deserve to die, uh, and you, the devil, should take me and not Sarah, and the devil's like, for real? <laughs> um and he confesses over the walkie-talkie to bowden uh and the devils says damn i really wanted you because he just bought his way into heaven <laughs> and by telling them what happened and the because disappears. in case you didn't know what denomination this might be this is catholic you can apologize. <laughs> the, but the devil is literally like, you think if you apologize, you'll you'll be absolved of your sins? And he's like, no. Yeah. No, he says, he says no. He says no, but the answer but the, is yes. The answer is literally yes. So literally, if you just... I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Um, 
So, um... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, she disappears, uh, the lights turn off and on again, uh, and they go and rescue Tony, and we get the stupid slow-mo end-of-every-cop-movie shot where Bowden's like, where did she go? Where'd she As he's, like, waving the gun around. Where'd like, she, Kaiser's so sane yeah. way out of there. Uh, like, they gotta go catch her. Um, uh, as we get, yeah, slow-mo and swelling music. Um, and we get like a, uh, quiet aftermath scene of Bowden and, and he's like, I'm going to take Tony to the station myself. I'd be like, maybe that's a conflict maybe that's of interest. A, maybe that's a bad idea. Um, so on the drive, uh, Bowden, uh, tells him like, Hey, that family you killed while you were driving, that was my family. No way. But, but actually I forgive you. <laughs> And we get one final voiceover. One voiceover because we had to close the little storybook. After my mother would finish her story, she would always comfort us. Don't worry if the devil is. Don't worry if the devil is real. Then God must be real too. And we get one more shot of beautiful Philadelphia now, as we roll <laughs> credits. Now, I asked you, since the devil is a physical person in this movie, and the camera <laughs> is close up on the detective, if he's supposed to be is he God. God? <laughs> yeah, the detective is God I in for- real. Because he's the one like, I forgive you. <sighs> How do you feel about the, the reveal that the old woman is the devil? It's lame. It's like a, it's not a mystery. It's just no. like pick one and spin the wheel and you might be right. It is the funniest option though. The thing is they go, they go out of their way to make everyone um, look like they could be the devil. Um, and they don't really characterize anybody at all. Except for, I guess, Tony at the end when he's like, by the way, my story loops into this other character's story. Um, so, like, yeah, you're right. If any of those people had risen up, uh, with black eyes and been like, I'm the devil, actually, you would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, but, they, but they picked the funniest one. Yeah, which they picked I think the old woman. Yeah, um, because it's so if the funny devil was the gonna pick someone to be, it would be that woman. <laughs> the thing is, uh... You hate the old woman. She's evil. She's, like, trying to pepper spray someone. She's, She's horrible annoying. and annoying. Like, I don't know. Um, now I have a lot of questions. Go for it. Do you think everything that this old woman does is a conscious decision by the devil? Yes. Or he just did not know that the pepper spray was run out? <laughs> right. The, the, the scene with the pepper spray doesn't work because it's expired. Yeah, uh, which is did, like an old you, woman joke. Do you know that he knew that or not? <laughs> I don't. I listen. Um, this story has like a real problem. No, no way. <laughs> um, outside of like everything else, like this idea that like the devil shows up, and the devil needs to be this entity that's just like um. It's just like everyone becomes Mr. Magoo when the devil is around. Like, everyone's always, like, tripping on banana peels and, like, falling face first down on the ground. And nothing works and everything's bad. Um, But also, he has to be this, like... Mastermind. This, this, this... Yeah, he has this master plan to capture the souls of everyone in this elevator and kill them. um, And is foiled... At that has to be foiled at the end by the good Christian. Um, like, is is the devil after everyone's soul in the elevator because they're bad people, or is he just trying to get that one guy? Yeah. What I have so many questions. What like, is what is the devil's like modus operandi? This here? this story has like the the level of complication as like a a fable that you tell six year olds. Like, it's literally just... It's delivered in much the same way. It is. It's, like, trying to evoke that, but, like, there's not even really, like... They don't do anything with it, you know? It's, like... I I guess, like... 
it's not interesting that Ramirez is the guy that knows devil lore, so he knows how the movie's gonna go, because, like, they made yeah, all just, the devil lore He up. just knows how the whole movie's gonna go, and then when he's right at the end, he's looking at the detective like, you know I was right, and you I'm know like, I, was right, I Christian hate Lee. this guy. I hate him, so every time he says anything, I hate him. Yeah, he, he exists so that you'll be like, wow, all the Christian people talking about the devil sure have a point, don't they? If only it's we like, had listened. I, I recently rewatched Smiling Friends. <laughs> That's right. And there there is an episode where a character goes to hell. Mm. And the episode ends with a character telling a bedtime story to a little kid. And he says, that means that the Christian religion is right. The end. <laughs> right. And that's what happens to this movie. <laughs> that's what happens to this movie. Because, like, listen, listen, Shyamalan, I know... I know that you love God like a whole lot, buddy, but can you chill the fuck out no. for two seconds no, about it? No, he won't. Like, it can't even... He never will. He keeps getting away <laughs> with it. When people are like, uh, the knock at the cabin door is good, actually, they're enabling this. That's a, that's enabling. It is that's an enabling. I, even if you think it's good, it's enabling. Listen... We've watched this movie, um, like, an embarrassing number of times. I don't want to admit that I've seen this movie four times now. Um, this is going to be the last time. I, you know, previous times, I, I kind of had, like, a, a good time in the way where you watch a movie that's, like, so... Oh, it's stupid as hell. So obnoxiously stupid that it becomes uh, really camp and funny. Um, but, like, trying to, like pay attention <laughs> to yeah. this fucking movie and think about what is this movie like you thinking have to that it's summarize doing and think about when it. i have to like literally write down all of the events as it happens as it goes like set up punchline set up punchline set up punchline set up punchline the devil is real jesus is lord over and over again in like the most baby shit way <laughs> for like 80 minutes i'm like jesus christ this is miserable it's heavy-handed um so like all of the fun that i would normally have with a movie like this is just gone <laughs> this was this was a part of our uh our first in-person week meeting Shyamalanathon. yeah we did have we did watch a bunch of his movies we watched like the, this the, the village, village the happening, the happening yeah um why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I had more fun watching The Happening for this show than I did watching Devil, which I think is wild because I like Devil way more than The Happening. Oh, well. Or maybe, at least I did. Maybe you're finding that you're wrong. Maybe The Happening is the best movie he's ever made. The, the thing about The Happening is that um, it's stupid, but it doesn't like make me hate him the entire time. <laughs> Ah. Um, and I realized, like, we we were giving Shyamalan, like, a lot of shit for this, but, like, other people were involved in making this movie bad. Other oh, yeah. people deserve credit for this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just, like, um, it's just... It's extremely written and produced by him. It's just the fact that it had to be, uh, don't you think God is so epic and real in the story about how cop shit is so epic and real... In the story about how, like, uh, 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 look at all these uh, racist stereotypes is just like... It is It is absolutely on his worst behavior. It is just the worst. There is no refuge in any of the characters. Nobody is likable. No, um, no one Everyone no. is, like, the most shallow cartoon you've ever seen. And it's just, you know... I like the devil a little bit. Should we? Because the devil has a sense of humor being that old lady and turning her <laughs> eyes black and being like, I don't like you very much. Should we Should we rate the movie? Let's rate it. All right. <laughs> First up is the spookiness <laughs> rating. How good were these scares and the vibes? Opal, what would you give it? One. One. It's not scary. It's not scary. There's one good visual that's scary. I disagree. I think it's lame. Uh, the, the scary elevator is like... I guess, like, I don't like the idea of being in an elevator. But here's the thing. They, they didn't even call it elevator. It's right there. The, like, claustrophobia of it is not, like, captured in any of the shots or in any of the storytelling. I think you should um, add ten more people to the movie and kill all of them. 
just like it does not feel cramped in this elevator. No. This feels like it's the biggest elevator I've ever well, seen. Well, yeah, because it's obviously a set that is like 10 times the size of a normal elevator <laughs> so that they can fit cameras in to be doing these shots, right? Yeah. So like it does just feel not claustrophobic and not scary Dude, even a little bit. Elevators are ruby and spacious. Uh, next up is the watchability. How easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time? I'm not the best person to ask this question because so, I have seen it too many times. So, like, I think the answer is, like, a three. I was going to say three as well because it's very short and it's very stupid. It is and a it, it makes me laugh. blissful 80 minutes. Yeah. Uh, if it were any longer, I would, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't turn think, my TV off. I don't know for the norm here. <laughs> Or not. Uh, I think it's only kind of fun as like an ironic uh, laugh along watch. Watch it one time. Just watch it one time. Watch it one time. Uh, make fun of all the characters a bit, and then never think about it ever again. Yeah. Um. You know that's that's how this movie is meant to be consumed, and that's you know what that has a place. It in really movie making. It really has no value if you know the ending. Uh. I mean, I think just making fun of it is like some value. A little bit, but it. It kind of ruins itself if you know the twist at the end. A bit, yeah. Okay, uh, and then last up is the Vincent Price vamp rating. The campiness and overall performances. I'm giving it a two for old Satan woman. I'll give you, it, you got I'll it. I'll give it a two. There's, a, there's like enough things that are like so bad they're good that it does like get a little bit of that, but it's so miserable. It's so, a little bit camp um, at times. It's a little bit camp, but like so many of the performances are just fucking it's terrible. Not, For like yeah. actors I otherwise like don't hate that much, just yeah. do a bad job in this don't movie. Don't hate that much. Well, like the, the material is so bad, like the material just makes me hate them yeah. in a way that's like not normally true of the, their stuff the things that they're making them say is inane and i don't think you could do a good job if you wanted to yeah so yeah it's a two it's a six overall for each of us yeah. uh it's devil it's devil it's devil um yeah i mean i feel like we covered it basically <laughs> uh do you have well do you have any other thoughts on devil Hail Satan. Hell yeah. Get behind that. That means it's time. Let's go. Let's delve into the sack. Bring me the movie sack. Now one of these movies is the devil. No, we just did that one. You're right. one Uh, one of these movies used to be devil that's right uh this is the movie sack segment this is the part of the show where we pick a movie out of a hat or a sack it's not a it's not a hat uh i've selected the movie we could incorporate that for fun one day opal you decide what it has to stay the sack it's gotta stay the sack we could give it a little hat that the sack wears where is that gonna go i don't know we could like sew it on it's a it's a sack yeah, what side a, is up? But it can have a cool little hat. What side is up or down? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, what, what are we doing? Just like we're going to be figuring out the uh, cannibaloid human underground dwellers. <laughs> uh, we're Thank watching God, you, you remembered the acronym. You are so good at this. <laughs> I, I hope cannibaloid is right because... Cannabinoid. <laughs> Pot smoking little guys under the city. Is that right? It is. I need to know. It's cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Cannabinoid. (laughs) I'm a cannabinoid. Cannibalistic humanoid humanoid underground underground dwellers. dwellers. We're watching Chud. Chud. Um, The classic. Uh, Daniel Stern is in this movie. 1984 <laughs> film and John Hurd. Yes. Like, good people are in this movie. I know. Um, Chad kind of rocks, though, a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, that's directed by Douglas uh, Cheek. Uh, it has a cameo in Us, which is how I heard about it for the first time. That's funny. Um, well. We're going underground again. Uh, again, we can't we can't stay above ground we these days. Escape. We can't escape. Uh, another cramped underground space. Uh, 
We got stuck in an elevator this time. Yeah. Now we're going into the sewer. Alligators in the sewers. We'll never see the lighter day. Uh, and with that, uh, Opal, if, if uh, uh, people want to rescue you from the sewers, <laughs> how can they find you? They can try. Uh, you can find me at opal.card.co. That's got my links and stuff. You can also find the podcast Twitter at Scary Pair. Uh, and I'm at putrid underscore imp on Twitter. Uh, I also have another show at Level With You Pod. If you like uh, World of Warcraft or just video games. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it. Join us next week for Chud. Let's chud it up. Um, Purple. Yeah. Um, do, do you believe in the devil? No. I. You should. The I, devil is real and among us. Among us. Among us. I wish I did, though. It would be so fun to believe in the devil. What if we believed in the devil as a bit? Mm. And that's what Anton LaVey did when he started the Church of Satan. <laughs> kind of, but not really. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Don't email us about that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>